the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome back in. Hour number two of the Bruce Hooley Show starts right now, and uh, I'm going to go right to the phone line. I'm joined now by Delaware County, Ohio Sheriff uh, Jeffrey Bowser. And uh, Sheriff Bowser, first, thank you for your service to Delaware County and upholding law and order. And second, uh, thank you for making time to be with us today on the Bruce Hooley Show. You bet, Jack. I'm uh, happy to be here, and thank you. You, you're, you bet. You're welcome. Uh, get right down to it here. Based on two statements I've received, one from Olentangy Local School District, another uh, school district in Delaware, excuse me, Richland County. It appears there was a, a mass email sent to over 50 districts in central Ohio from someone claiming to be tied to a Russian terrorist organization that's seeking retribution for support to Ukraine by placing bombs in schools set to detonate at 2 p.m. Is that the information that you uncovered in, in your uh, investigation? It is. And just give you a little uh, backstory on it. Uh, when this first information came out, it was sent directly to our school partners. They immediately notified law enforcement, not just in Delaware County, throughout Central Ohio. We coordinated with our state and local partners. The state has, Ohio has a, uh, the Statewide Terrorism Analysis and Crime Center, they call it the STAC, and then the FBI Joint Terrorism Task Force. Okay. We quickly realized that something extremely similar uh, another, what we're calling a hoax or a swatting incident, okay. occurred in uh, Texas earlier this week. Mm. Based on the information in the email and what was previously sent out, we determined that it was not credible. So based on the information in the email and then also the fact that it was uh, it kind of parroted this time uh, the way that it was in Texas, those were kind of the two key pieces. Is that, am I hearing that correctly? Yeah, that's a lot of it. You look at the message, uh, and ultimately we got the mess. The uh, a lot of the information from our school partners shared it, okay. and then we had the analysis from our state and federal partners. And you look at the message. You look at the the person or the group, the sender's ability to carry out what mm. they're claiming. Yeah. And both of those didn't seem credible. When basically someone's talking about, uh, you know, upwards of 50 different schools, and they don't mention a specific school, just districts, and to plant uh, devices or cause harm at that many locations, the logistics are kind of staggering. Mm -hmm. Um, That kind of helped us sort through it pretty quickly. But one of the things I wanted to share with the listeners, just so they understand what goes on behind the scenes, we had lots of calls on a Sunday afternoon. that's where the pre-established relationships with your schools and with your state and federal partners come in handy. Yes. So we all work together. Uh, the schools call the local police. In, the, in this case, they call the local sheriff's office. They called our office. We've got school resource officers in all these districts, multiple. And uh, because we've already got those relationships, we're able to work together very quickly. 
That's great news. Have you or the FBI uncovered the source of these threatening messages? We have not yet. Uh, I know that the FBI is working on it. That's something that they're trying to track back. And that's what we normally do. If we ever have something like this from previous incidents, we have assigned detectives and we go through the FBI to help us with overseas uh, issues if it is coming from overseas. So right now the lead agency for this is the FBI. Okay, excellent. And I've contacted their uh, Cincinnati field office and hope to hear from them soon. Um, And maybe this isn't a fair question. Just your visceral response. Do you think this is a prank (laughs) or do you think there's something more nefarious intended here? I guess we don't know at this point. Uh-huh. Um, the the email message, it it was elicited. They sent it out to elicit a response. Uh, I suspect they were disappointed because I believe the vast majority of schools and law enforcement agencies determined that it wasn't credible. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so if these folks, sometimes uh, if it's a swatting incident, a prank or something like this, they're hoping for a large police presence. Yep. Uh, they're hoping to look on the news, look on the Internet, and see that they've sent, you know, hundreds of police officers, tactical units out to these locations. Uh, they didn't get that this time because we had enough information to determine there wasn't a valid threat. So I'm not sure what it's going to turn out to be. Can you tell us as parents what we should be aware of and, and what we might want to convey to our school children? Yeah, that's a tough decision when you uh, determine how you share this information with your children. And I always trust the parents to handle that best. You know, what I would say is that if they have the trust in their schools and in their law enforcement, they're going to know that we work together. Most of the school-aged children in Delaware County know their school resource officer. Mm -hmm. And I think that really helps us uh, because we've got that connection, not just to the parents and the the school administration, but we've got the connection to the kids too, that they, we've hopefully developed that trust where if something happens, whether the kids hear it from maybe another student making a threat or something they've heard, or the parents, they've got that trust that we're going to handle it properly. And that's critical. Uh, what else would you like our listeners to know, Sheriff? I just want them to know that uh, in this case, as in most other cases, the the relationship between the law enforcement and the community is critical. Mm-hmm. It's, it's really vital that we have the uh, community supporting us and also sharing information with us. Many times it'll come to us directly, but if not, like in this case, it goes to the schools. Share that information with your local law enforcement. We're partners. That's how we uh, keep our community safe. He is Sheriff uh, Jeffrey Balzer from Delaware County, Ohio. Sheriff Balzer, thank you for unpacking that important information and spending time with us this afternoon. I deeply appreciate it. You bet, Jack. Thanks for having me on. You you bet. Have a great afternoon. You too. Thank you. And thank you for listening. Um, That's encouraging. Uh, I thought it was interesting. You know, as a parent, sometimes it's hard to think strategically and logically about what you're uncovering in real time. And I think the thing that uh, Sheriff Balzer just said that gives me a little bit of relief is that when the threat was made, it's okay. This is made to 50 different schools. So if the threat is that they're going to install bombs or, or, or do whatever, that, that's a pretty big scale operation. So it's either extremely, extremely nefarious and terrible 
Uh, and by the way, it's nefarious no matter what. Making that type of threat is never okay because there are going to be kids today who catch wind of what's going on and they're going to be scared. And I'm certain that maybe that's an unintended consequence or maybe it is an intended consequence. Uh, but as Sheriff Bowser said, it's probably also the fact that uh, whoever is behind this wants to see the, the, the result of what they did on the news and, and the police showing up. Um, so I feel a little better after, after talking uh, with the sheriff. And I pray that this is not something more nefarious, that there's not a checking of, all right, are, are they taking these threats seriously? But it sounds like, based on my conversation with Olin Tangi now and then with the sheriff's office, that this information came about over the weekend and uh, administrators acted swiftly, turned the information over to local authorities who got the FBI involved. And uh, as the sheriff said, the FBI is, is leading the charge and leading the investigation right now on this. And um, so I'm grateful. Thank you to Olentangy Local School District for weighing in on this. Thank you, uh, Sheriff Bowser, for uh, giving us a, the latest on this. And uh, if I hear anything from the FBI, I certainly will make sure to unpack that with you as soon as possible, uh, because there is nothing more important than protecting the lives and safety and well-being of our kids, and uh, it's an important, important topic. Uh, speaking of which, I'm going to play this final uh, segment of the Harvard professor uh, talking with representative uh, a representative from uh, I believe she's from New York. Let me let me get her name. It's uh, Stefanik. I almost called her Stefanski. <laughs> Poor lady. Uh, but I want to play this for you quickly before we go to break. And Dr. Gay. At Harvard, does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment, yes or no? It can be, depending on the context. What's the context? Targeted as an individual. Targeted as, at an individual. It's targeted at Jewish students, Jewish individuals. Do you understand your testimony is dehumanizing them? Do you understand that dehumanization is part of anti-Semitism? I will ask you one more time. Does calling for the genocide of Jews violate Harvard's rules of bullying and harassment? Yes or no? Anti-Semitic rhetoric. When and it is it anti-Semitic rhetoric? Anti-Semitic rhetoric when it crosses into conduct that amounts to bullying, harassment, intimidation, that is actionable conduct and we do take action. So the answer is yes that calling for the genocide of Jews violates Harvard Code of Conduct, correct? Again, it depends on the context. It does not depend on the context. The answer is yes, and this is why you should resign. These are unacceptable answers across the board. Harvard's president shamefully refused to say whether the calling for the mass violence and genocide of Jewish people is considered harassment or bullying according to Harvard's own Code of Conduct shameful. Hey, Ron and Lancaster, we'll get to you as soon as we can on the other side of this. Into the Bruce Woolley Show. There I am. Welcome back into the Bruce Woolley Show. Thank you for listening. Uh, we may be joined here momentarily by a former 
candidate for school board in uh, Big Walnut Local School District to talk about the goings-on there. There's still a battle being waged to prohibit political flags in classrooms and to make it illegal to require masks. You know, it, it baffles me that folks are still on the out of an abundance of caution bandwagon where masks are concerned um, because I want you to think about this. Why would you support a mask mandate? If you want to wear a mask, outlawing a mask mandate does not stop that. It doesn't. It, you're still allowed to wear a mask. The school just can't tell you to wear a mask. So, and by the way, there was no country more masked than the United States. And if masks would have worked, they would have worked. Masks don't work. And they never have worked for respiratory viruses like COVID because the particles are too small. And I didn't say that. An industrial hygienist said that. And his testimony was enough to rip down a mask mandate in Kentucky. That's where it was, in Kentucky. But yet we still have people like Steve Fuji on uh, Big Walnut Local School District Board who say, out of an abundance of caution. Hey, out of an abundance of caution, do your homework. If you're going to sit on the board to instruct learning, do some learning yourself. If you're going to sit on the board to instruct learning, do some learning yourself. Because frankly, I'm sick and tired of people who are intellectually lazy calling people who actually do their homework and stand on facts conspiracists. Stop being intellectually lazy. Do your homework. Understand that if you require kids to mask, you're putting them in a position to have five or six different negative health outcomes. And by the way, you're mandating a medical instrument, which should be illegal. I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I understand medical ethics. And on a case-by-case basis, you make a decision about each procedure that you either accept or reject. And it's based on the risk and reward or risk and negative outcome calculation, right? Risk and positive outcome calculation. And if you are a child, you have a more severe risk of being sick or dying from traditional influenza than you do COVID. That's number one. Number two, masks don't stop the spread. And number three, there are negative health outcomes. So it is absolute buffoonery for school board presidents to not have the cajones to say, hey, um, all of these reports, even even Dr. Fauci trying to interpret them and say the masks, you know, if, as long as you don't fiddle with them, they're going to work. No, they're not going to work, Fauci. You're a fraud. And the reports show best case scenario Statistically, there is no advantage to wearing a mask. But buffoons who like the support from people who 
like their, I don't know, what do you call it? Virtue signaling. I care about you, so I'm going to wear my mask. I care about the community, so I'm going to support us, us masking up mandatorily. No, you're an idiot. And you've had three or four years to get it right. I mean, the facts were before you. That to me, that to me should be a disqualifier. If somebody in, where are we at? We're, we're December 11th, 2023. If somebody is still making comments like, well, we it, just out of an abundance of caution, we want, they have no business being around the instruction of your kids. Because what they're telling me is that they can't separate propaganda from facts. They can't untangle themselves from their commitment, whether it's power or money to the progressive movement, or they just don't have the fortitude, the gut strength to stand up in the face of opposition and do what's right. I don't know about you, but that's not leadership to me. You can go be a beta in your own house. You can be a milk toast weak person with your own family, but don't, don't do that garbage in my school district. Don't do that garbage in our school districts. It's embarrassing that we're still here. It's lunacy that we're still, well, just in case we might want to mandate masking. No, we don't want to mandate masking. We want you to show us that you have the ability to understand reality and act on it in real time. What do you say about the students who did have serious respiratory issues or they developed verbal or respiratory tics as a result of wearing masks that didn't stop the spread for a virus that was not going to seriously impact their health? What do you say about that? Here's what they say about it. Well, we didn't know then what we know now. Well, you're still saying out of an abundance of caution, we ought to be able to mandate masks. I mean, this is crazy. There's no, it's no wonder that the United States is 31st in reading in the world and 38th in math. There's no wonder because we spend our time squabbling at school board meetings about things that my 10-year-old understands. Masks don't work. We can't mandate them. Move on. Next. Flags, LGBTQ+, Donald Trump flag, none of them belong in the classroom. Next. Teach me math. Teach me reading. Teach me writing. Teach me history. Help me prepare for the ACT, the SAT. Help me get into college. Help me get into trade school. Offer me a trade. Offer me job skills that I can use in a changing, growing economy where I can go work with a certification without paying $200,000 to go to a college where people can't even decide whether genocide is bad. Give me a break. Speaking of break, stay tuned on the other side of this one. We've got more for you here on 98.9 FM, The Answer, The Bruce Woolley Show. Three stars.
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.